Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm or how I keep things simple in my homeschool. But mostly, I'll be talking a lot about Jesus because I truly believe the remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we desire the things of this world, and we more naturally will be able to simplify our lives. So today we're going to talk about simplifying our time and how we can use our time well, and a little bit about time management and how we view time in light of what God's Word says about time. So I'm glad you're here and listening in. And before we get started, I want to thank um, my sponsor, Apologia. Um, Apologia has amazing resources for the Christian family. Many of you that are homeschoolers know Apologia from the homeschool curriculum world, but they also have great resources of encouragement for moms, Bible studies for the family, and just overall great stuff. So head over to Apologia.com and check them out and say thank you for sponsoring the Simply Living for Him podcast. So today we're going to talk about time and... Um, You know, I wanted to start out by telling you guys that all of human history has always had 24 hours in their day. Now, why am I saying that? Because you're like, duh, I know that, Karen. But so much of our society is spent running around, and we've talked about this before on the podcast many times, but so many of us are always running around saying how we're so busy and we never have enough time, and it's like the mantra of our culture, right? I'm so busy, I never have enough time. But if you think about it, all of human history has always had 24 hours. We don't have any less than anyone else, and guess what? I think that the pioneers are like, you know, I want to be mom, Little House on the Prairie, they had, I would say, a lot more to do than we do. <laughs> now, maybe different things to do, but it's not like, you know, um, at any time in history has it ever been easy for anyone. However, I do believe that we have it a little bit easier than Ma in Little House on the Prairie, you know? We don't have to uh, work all day just to serve a meal. We don't have to build our house. Oh my goodness, we were watching um, the Little House on the Prairie premiere movie. It's the pilot episode. I don't know if you guys have ever seen that, but if you're a diehard fan like I am, you probably have. There is this full length movie that was on TV before Little House on the Prairie aired. So it was before they moved to Walnut Grove, and it sort of tells the whole backstory of how they moved from the big woods um, to Minnesota. And so we watched, we, we've watched it many times, So we watched it recently and, uh, you know, they're traveling across the prairie in their little wagon and that's all they have. And they're trying to go settle on some land. And when they finally get to the land they want to settle on in Kansas, mom, pa, right there, cut down the trees and have to build their own house. Okay. So this is what I'm talking about when I say we don't have it as hard <laughs> as people did at one time. I don't know, but Steve and I have not had to, you know, travel across the prairie in our covered wagon and have to stop to build our own home. And poor Ma, at one point, she's like ready to collapse. And Pa's like, oh, I shouldn't have you helping me with this. And she says, but there's no one else. I'm the only one here to help you. 
So, you know, following something like that and seeing that, it's like, okay, yeah, we all complain about how busy we are. I'm not building my house from scratch, you know, with Pa. So, and besides that, I mean, Pa had to go hunt for all their food and Ma had to make the clothes and she's over there spinning the, the yarn and it's just, it's, it's crazy. So we have it a little bit easier and all of human history has always had the same amount of time. So what I'm thinking is back then they had the same 24 hours we do, but they had to really focus a lot of their time just literally on surviving, right? On, you know, feeding your family, um, building shelter, clothing yourself, Um, you know, literally just spending so much time surviving. And, you know, how about us? We don't have that anymore. We have so many luxuries. We don't even understand that mind frame at all of having to spend most of your day in survival mode. And yet we're all so busy right? We're all so busy. We're so busy. And we're complaining about it. We have so much to do and life is so hard. And, um, you know, if we think about it, so how are we spending our time? Is it frivolously or is it, you know, doing meaningful things? Because we live in a time of luxury. We don't have to build our cabin. We don't have to hunt our food. Um, we don't have to use our time well to survive, So what a gift, what a gift our society has. We have all those things already. So we should have tons of time left over, right? No, that's not how we live, right? We're all still so busy. We're just filling up our time with other things. So how do you view time? I was was doing a little research for this podcast thinking, you know, I wanted to talk about time and organizing time. And as you guys know, I've talked about this before. Here at Simply Living for Him, my goal is not to give you, you know, a long list of practical tips of um, simplifying and organizing and decluttering and organizing your time and that kind of stuff. Although you'll find that on the podcast and on the blog, it's not the main point. Sometimes that weaves in and out of my point, but my point is always to get back to Jesus because there are plenty of websites out there to tell you the new best way to organize your stuff and, you know, plenty of books out there that'll tell you follow this way, this method, this system. You don't need me for that. <laughs> and besides, I'm not the expert in that either. What I always focus on here is where are our hearts? So if we're having trouble with our time, if we're having trouble managing our time, then I want to look at it as, well, how does God tell us to use our time? What does God's word say about time? Because before you can manage it, you have to really understand what it is right? You have to understand the importance of it. We each only get 24 hours in our day. So let's use them well. I wrote about this recently on the podcast. I mean, on the blog, I said, um, you know, we're all complaining about our time and we don't have enough time. And, you know, we've all said it. I've said it. Oh, if I just had more than 24 hours in each day, or if I had just more, one more day in the week, right? But guess what? God is the one who created 24 hours in each day. And I'm pretty sure he knew what he was doing. So who am I to question God and say, I need more time. God created 24 hours in each day. 
And every single day, that's exactly what we get. No more, no less. And in his perfect creation, that is the way he decided it would be. So we get 24 hours. We get um, just the amount of time that he set for us. So if we sort of change our view of time, instead of complaining that we don't have enough of it, we can look at it and say, okay, this is what God has given me. Now, what will I do with it? And how will I use it well? And how can I use it most of all to glorify him? Psalm 31:15 says, my times are in your hands. Deliver me from the hands of my enemies for those who from those who pursue me. Ultimately, time is in his hands, right? We think we are the masters of our time. We think that we are in control of everything. Ultimately, time is in his hands. And he knows exactly how much ultimately in our life we will get of that time. We never know when our time is going to run out even more of a reason to use it well. Um, Distractions. Every single day, we are distracted. I just put up a little Facebook um, post yesterday asking people what were the things that distracted them most. And, you know, most people would say that it's internet and mental clutter. Um, People also said the distractions were the physical clutter, but it seemed like mental clutter was the big one. And I talk about that all the time, you know, on the blog and on the podcast. Um, But distractions are those kinds of things. I mean, the devil would want nothing more than to distract us. Of course, he wants to tell us that, um, wants us to feel that we're too busy. And he wants us to say, we need more time because God created the time we have. So anytime we're going to go against what we have, we're going against God. So instead of, you know, letting the devil distract us, of course he wants to distract us. He wants us to be focused on the wrong things. We can focus on God. We can focus on him. And what does his word um, tell us? And you know what the devil really wants us to do? He wants us to be distracted so that we can say we're so busy and we don't have time to do A, B, or C. But most of all, he wants us to say, I don't have time for the Bible. I've got to do this, 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 and that. Mm-mm. Even on one of those little House on the Prairie episodes, Ma, in the early season one, she gets so mad at Pa because he's got to um, plow his fields and plant his you know, harvest and do all these things in a certain amount of time. And he's so tired and he's you know, downright exhausted and he can't even wake up for church because he's so tired. So she leaves him be to sleep, even though she's not happy about him not going to church. And she comes home and he's working in the field on Sunday. And, you know, logically, well, yeah, I need to get this done. And she says to him, you know, she, it's one of the one times where you really see Ma get angry. She like screams at him. She's like, Charles, you know, what are you doing? This is the Lord's day. And she says, this is sacrilegious. And you know what he says to her? Well, she says, you know, God doesn't want you to work today. And he says, well, God, he understands farmers. Like he's making an excuse like, well, this has to get done. So, you know, um, it's just something I think about, right? That we get, we get that lie in our head. Like, yes, this is what God said, but my situation means that I have to do differently, you know? 
like pause saying, well, I have to do this work. doesn't matter if God says to rest on Sunday, I need to do this. Do we not think that if Pa rested on Sunday, God would provide and God would honor the fact that Charles obeyed and didn't do his work? But anyway, that's a whole nother discussion. We have no business saying we don't have time for God, but that's what the devil wants us to do. He wants us to feel distracted. He wants us to be too busy. He wants us to have our eyes on everything else but God's word. He wants us to listen to all those other things that are filling up our time. I mean, people, the internet, it is a good thing when used well. I love to use the internet for good, right? It blows my mind that this podcast has been heard in every continent of the world, except Antarctica. We're still waiting for the scientists in Antarctica to listen, so then I can say it's been (laughs) listened on every continent, right? So using the internet for good is wonderful, but the majority of the time that is spent there is a distraction, and for myself, I am fessing up. I have to. I struggle just as much as anyone else. So I go on there to check one thing, and before I know it, it's an hour later, and I'm sucked into the comments on this and that. And then it just fuels negativity in my brain and mental clutter, and that's a whole other episode. Um, and I'll actually be speaking all about mental clutter this spring when I go speaking at the homeschool conventions. I have a brand new session all about mental clutter, because I feel it is such a topic we need to address as homeschoolers and otherwise. Everyone needs to address that. Um, So anyway, I'm saying that the devil wants us to be distracted. He wants us to um, use our time unwisely because he knows it'll take away from God. And then we'll say, oh, we don't have enough time. Again, We do have enough time. God gave us 24 hours, so let's use them well. We don't have an unlimited amount of time either. Psalm 90, 12 says, teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Teach us to number our days. Just like I said, we have a limited amount of time every day. We all have a limited amount of time on this earth. And sometimes, as much as we don't want to think about that, we do need to because it's a reality. And it helps us to use our time better and use it well and not waste it. You know, so many of us have gone through a tragedy. Say you lose a loved one. What do we say the first thing? We didn't have enough time. I wish I could have. I wish I had done this. I wish I had done that. And why does it take a tragedy for us to realize that? Not that we have to live every day in fear, like what if tomorrow's my last day? But every day with wisdom, like this verse says, wisdom to use each day well, knowing that our time is limited. Ephesians 5.15 says, be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. How are you using your days? If you were to really write down like a log of your time, and this might be really helpful for some of us to kind of keep ourselves accountable and to really, you know, when we say we need more time and why don't we have more than 24 hours in a day? If you sat down and you literally kept yourself accountable, not saying you have to do this all the time, but you do it like for a day to see where your um, time is going, I find, I think that most of us will be very surprised, you know, write down literally from seven to eight, what did you do? You know, you ate breakfast, you got dressed, you showered, hopefully you were in your word, 
How long were you in your word? Write down the minutes. Get on Facebook. Start holding yourself accountable. Watch the clock and then write it down. Write it down. Write down how much time you spent on the internet and what sites you were on. I think by the end of the day, most of us would find we have time in our day. Because guess what? Before the internet, where, what were we doing with those hours? You know, it's even for myself, a lot of my time during the day is spent homeschooling, obviously, and then um, using my free time, my, my free time, but not my homeschooling time, to go on the internet, to write, to do different things that I'm working on, to, you know, get ready for my presentations where I'm speaking this spring, um, travel arrangements, things like that. I was on the internet a lot the other day, especially with travel. And I I spent at least hours (laughs) comparing different um, airlines and things like that. And, um, you know, even for myself, sometimes the day goes by and I'm like, oh my goodness, I was just so wrapped up in whatever thing it was. So just like the past few days, I was like, you know, I'm just, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to get distracted by Um, that snowball effect of the internet. I'm not going to go on there to check one thing and two hours later I'm still doing something. And I was like, I'm really going to focus on things around the house that need to be done. Like I had to clean my closet. Um, (laughs) I had a lot of laundry to do. Uh, You know, I wanted to organize our bookshelves in the homeschool room and things like that. And well, it's not really a homeschool room. It's our family room slash den, whatever we call it. But our bookshelves where our homeschool stuff is. And I was like, I'm not getting distracted. I want the snowball effect to be in, in the things that I'm doing that are purposeful, right? So, um, you know, I spent a lot of time outside today cleaning out the chicken coop and things like that. And I just had to be very purposeful and intentional about not just picking up the phone for one second to check one thing. And I realized, wow, I really have so much more time in my day than I think I do when I take out, you know, the few minutes here and there of checking things. So keep a log. I would encourage you to keep a log, to literally write down for maybe 24 hours what you did. I don't want to say maybe down to every minute, but every half an hour, every hour. Um, Are you in the Word more than you're on Facebook? Probably not, right? Most of us are probably on the internet or whatever your thing is, whether it's I don't know, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, things like that, Um, emails, texting, whatever it is. Are you communicating with God as much as you are there? Probably not. Um, You know, some people, maybe they get wrapped up in TV shows. I don't know what it is. Um, So just writing a log, and I bet you would find you have a lot more time than you think you do. So be accountable for your time. Um... Let's see, I'm looking at my notes here because I did write down verses that I didn't want to forget. Um, You know what I I found interesting too? I wrote down Ecclesiastes 3. Um, It's 1 to 8. I didn't write down the entire uh, verses here, but you guys know it. And you actually, I'll have you go look it up. (laughs) So you can look it up in your Bibles. This way I get you in your word. But it's the verses where it says there's a time for everything, right? A time for planting, a time for harvesting, a time for, um, you know, morning, a time for all these things. Um, and there is a time for everything. And this, hear this, because this is really important. God's word says there is a time for everything, right? Planting, 
harvesting, whatever it is. But yet in our society, in our culture, we feel like we need to be doing it all, all the time. We forget to live in that place of ebbs and flows or of rhythm or of this is how life goes, busy and then slow or a time for, you know, being whatever. There's seasons. Life has different seasons. There are different seasons for everything because there are different purposes for everything. There are different times for everything. We don't have to do it all, all the time. We can look at our life and say, we would be much more efficient and much more um, uh, purposeful if we lived the way God says, realizing that there is a time for everything and not trying to do every single thing all the time. It's really good. That's why we have a Sabbath day, right? It's really good to have scheduled times of rest in there. God created us that way. If you need to schedule your week that way, like I'm only going to be on the internet Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I guarantee you, your life will not implode on Tuesday and Thursday if you don't get into on the internet. You know, 10, 20 years ago, nobody got on the internet. We all survived. We survived without it. So schedule like days, like there's a time for the internet. It's going to be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Or there's a time where I'm going to um, just play with my kids and not play with them while I'm halfway thinking about whatever else I have to do. Or, and I'm guilty of this one real bad. So I'm, I'm fessing up again. I'm guilty of that one. Want to play a game with me, mommy? Sure, I'll play a game with you. And as I'm playing the game, I'm half looking around the room thinking I need to go do that. I need to go do that. Right? I say that, you know, it's shameful and I don't want to do that. And um, I know many of you out there probably feel the same way. But what, why it could be a really good thing to look at um, our days as a time for everything. Like, you know, Tuesday afternoon, I'm not getting on the internet. I'm playing games with my kids. That's the day. There's a time for everything, right? Um, every single morning, I'm focused on homeschool. That's the time to homeschool. I think God really created order and he created rhythms and he creates seasons. And I talked about this recently on the podcast, like living out here on our little hobby farm and our simple life. One of the things that has re I have really learned here and appreciated so much is watching the rhythm of life like watching the seasons change. And I think about, wow, when I grew up, I never really paid attention. Like I honestly never paid attention when I was little to like the autumn and the beauty and the trees changing because we didn't live in a place where I had like views of gorgeous trees. You know, all of a sudden in October, there was crunchy brown leaves on the ground when you walked to school. But it wasn't like I didn't have that appreciation of that beautiful um, change that the trees go through and that the nature goes through. And living here, I see the changes like in the animals and the birds and um, when, when like the flowers come out at certain times of the year and you see God in all of that. You see him, you see his order, you see his rhythm. You see that there is a time for everything. There's a time in the spring when everything blooms. Then there's a time in the fall when it all dies. And there's a time in winter when it's cold and I complain that I'm inside because it's snowing, but that's maybe a time of rest. 
God has created these rhythms, these natural order of things. But yet as humans, we fight against that because we try to do it all, all the time. And we try to stay in busy mode every single day. And then what happens? We say, we don't have enough time for God. How do we not have enough time for God? He is the one who has created us. He is the one that we should have time for. And then everything else falls into place after that. We should be making time, not making time. We should be in the word and then making time for everything else. There is that, that is our life, our breath, our everything. It's like the air you breathe, but yet we're all doing it backwards. We're doing all of our thing, how we want it. And then we're trying to squeeze God into that later. Like let's live our life and then put God into that later. Every single thing about our life should be about God. And then everything else from that will flow. Matthew six thirty three. seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all of these things will be given to you. Everything should be flowing out of our love for him and our relationship with him. And it's all about him. And then everything else flows from there. Same thing with our time. If we make time for God first, that is the natural order of things and everything else falls into place. So how do you view time? I would encourage you, get in your Bible, look up time. See what God has to say about time. See what God has to say about how we use our time. And I think you'll have a really different perspective. When you sit down at your calendar and you start to feel overwhelmed or you sit down at your calendar and you feel the need to fill in every single day, right? View everything through the lens of God. View time through him. Don't get distracted by all the things of this world. When we use our time um, frivolously, um, you know, I, I think we use our time frivolously. We have so much more of it than we think. And think about what I said, that God created 24 hours. So we do not take that whole like mindset out, like I need more time in my day. No, how can I use the time well that God has given me? I don't need more time. I need to change my attitude. I don't need more time. I need to figure out how to best manage the time that God has given me. Looking at time in light of him. And like I said, we have, a, we have a limited amount. If you were to die tomorrow, I think about these things all the time. Call me morbid, but <laughs> if something tragic were to happen, would you be using your time well and wisely and making the most of every opportunity? I fail at this constantly. So here I am raising my hand. No, 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 I, I don't. I need, to, I need to fix this just as much as anyone else. Um, there are times where I feel like, oh, I just wasted. Like I said, you know, last week I was a little bit too much uh, wasting time. But the beautiful thing is we can recognize that and we can move forward. And I would encourage you this week, take a log of your time and write down everything you do and see where your time is going. See why you are feeling like you're um, missing out, like you don't have enough time and find out what the things are you're spending your time on most that maybe you can scale back. I mean, and there's certain things we just can't, right? Like we homeschool the kids or 
if you're working full time, obviously those hours are um, used. So then you have a limited amount of time out of work. How are you going to use those hours well? Think of each hour as a precious gift. Do you just want to throw, or like, you know, picture each hour as like a precious coin. Do you just want to throw that coin and toss it out? Or are you going to store those coins up as treasure in heaven? Are you going to use your time well? Use your time to do things that glorify God? Or are you just going to throw that money out and waste it? And worse, be in debt, (laughs) right? If you're really short on time. So I hope this is encouraging to you um, just to look at time a little bit different. Like I said, there's tons of information out there that will give you time management tips. And, you know, there's the perfect planner and will help you organize your life. But none of that's going to work if you don't look at your time first through the lens of God. And you don't get to the heart of the matter. And that is Jesus. Like I always say, the more we desire him, the less we'll desire the things of this world. The more we desire him, the less we want to be on Facebook. The more we desire him, the more we want to be on, in his word and not um, doing some, you know, something that's wasting your time during the day. You will be able to use your hours more wisely when you are walking with him, because you will be able to discern what are good choices and what are not good choices. You'll desire to choose things well. You'll desire to choose things that are purposeful and meaningful. And you'll hopefully find yourself wasting less and less time because you're more focused on him. The more you read his word, the more you spend time with him, the more you are walking with him, the more you want to know him, the rest of the things of this world fade away. You won't want to be spending hours watching some nonsense TV show. You won't want to be um, spending time doing the wrong things. You want to be spending time doing things for Jesus. The more you desire him, the less you desire of this world. So let me know what you guys think out there. Are you struggling with time? Are you struggling with how you use your time or manage your time? Um, Again, I don't have the perfect time management system, but I will point you to Jesus every single time. So let me know what you guys are thinking out there. Um, What verses encourage you about how to use your time? And I would love to hear from you. So comment on the blog, comment on the Facebook pages. Also, if you're listening to the podcast, please rate and review it on the iTunes. If you're listening there, that helps get our message out there. Please share the podcast with other friends. The more we can get this message out, the more... um, the more you share it, the more we can get it out. And it's been truly a blessing to see that so many new listeners have been joining us in the past few weeks. And I'm really excited to see what God does with the Simply Living for Him podcast. Also this summer, talk about a great use of time. We are going to spend two days seeking Jesus in a beautiful setting in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania for the Simply Living for Him retreat. It will be our third annual women's retreat. And That is not time wasted. Oh, what an investment of time that is. We have, I have built relationships with the women the past two years that are, I mean, more like um, lifelong friends now. You know, a true sisterhood was formed there. And, you know, some people come to the retreat and they're not looking for the sisterhood. They just want to be by themselves and have that kind of an experience. And 
the retreat really lends itself to that. Like there's tons of time for you to spend alone. You certainly don't have to do any of the activities, but you don't have to, um, you know, feel like you're there to make 33 new best friends or something. It lends itself to you just wanting to learn and to seek Jesus and to have quiet and to have worship and to have prayer. And then it also lends its time, uh, lends its time to a beautiful time of fellowship with others. So it really is a beautiful balance. Um, there's plenty of downtime and there's plenty of together time, but really you are in control of the schedule of what you want to do while you're there. So that's the beautiful thing about it. We want people to come on the retreat and truly go home feeling rested and refreshed and restored and renewed. So you can go to simplylivingforhim.com slash retreats. We have lowered the price of registration. So go over and register. Make sure you secure your spot because as the months get closer, we are going to have more and more people registering and we will have to close registration if it gets too full. So I hope you will join us there. Um, Again, thank you to Apologia for sponsoring the podcast. Please visit them at Apologia.com and um, I will see you guys out there in internet land. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.